Scale Well Podcast. How to use technology to scale your business. Welcome back to the Scale Well Podcast, guys. My name is Phil Bean. I'm here with Matt Gamble. We're two of the founders of Nudge Coach, an easy-to-use client management software for your wellness business. And today, we're here with Zach Olson, yet another person that we met recently at a conference that seems to be a trend lately. Um, But Zach is the founder and CEO of Bookly, an online bookkeeping service designed for small business owners. They pair you with a dedicated bookkeeper and their software to easily handle your bookkeeping mm-hmm. for you. Yes. What a great pain point to solve. <laughs> that hurts everyone, yeah. bookkeeping. Everyone raise your yeah. hand if you hate bookkeeping. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually love it now, so yeah, I yeah, used to yeah. hate it. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate you being here, Zach. It was, it was yeah. awesome to hang out with you guys out at the conference, and I know everyone listening probably says, geez, those guys really go to a lot of conferences. <laughs> we, we happen to meet about 10 of our partners at the same conference yeah. that we just really hit it off with. And I think the last three episodes are all the same conference. Yep. So, NPE <laughs> conference out in San Diego a couple months ago. So, yeah. so, you know, we had a great conversation with you while we're out there. We know your story, but I'd love for you to, you know, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. And so it'd be yeah. great if you can kind of just tell, you know, start from the beginning. How did you create Bookly? What's it all about? What's yeah. this point? Really just kind of walk us through. Yeah, totally. And, you know, thanks for having me. Obviously, it's always a good time to hang out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when we talk business and startup and, you know, just generally, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, being involved in a business community. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, with, with Bookly, you know, it's hopefully it's not a boring story for everybody else. I think <laughs> I think it's pretty unique, and maybe that just means I'm drinking too much Kool Aid, but yeah. it's it's all right. So, really, with with Bookly, I kind of have to backpedal a little bit to like the early days of like my career and and just getting started. So, really, my first like real good job out of school, um, I was working for an accounting firm, and. You know, my role there, I was basically an account manager. It was my job to go out and get business for the accounting firm. So this was like my first exposure to dealing with small businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's also like the bug that bit me of like, you know, it it really introduced me to the idea, the concept of, man, I could actually go out and start my own business too. Right. So, you know, thankfully I was successful enough in that role where, it gave me the resources to actually start my own business. So I've been a skateboarder my entire life. <laughs> and you know, if it's not obvious by, you know, the shaggy hair, the Vans always gives it away. <laughs> you know, it just goes with it. Um, so, you know, I, I quickly realized when I was like, I don't know, like 18, I'd broken my leg, I dislocated a hip. I quickly realized, you know, I'm probably not going to be a professional at this. So um, the next best thing is to go work in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. So that business that I started was my labor of love, my passion, and it was a skate shop. So I was 23 at the time. Um, I convinced my, my wife, who was obviously my girlfriend back then, to start the skate shop with me. Um, sure that was an so, easy pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Picture this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, uh, thankfully she's extremely supportive of like my crazy entrepreneurial, you know, gimmicks. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, so we launched the skate shop. That was like back in 2006. Um, 
And quickly I learned the pain points of small businesses, right? Like I had kind of an idea and understanding of like, I needed to get accounting in place, deal with legal stuff, all that. Um, but quickly that, I don't know, that responsibility just came on like pretty heavily of like, man, this is taking up more and more of my time. Um, so that was like my first experience immersion into being a, a business owner. Um, you know, built that company up over the next few years. Um, unfortunately, the recession hit pretty hard in 2008, 2009. Um, so we ended up closing the business. Um, but it was a great learning experience. Um, and that really propelled me further down this journey of, of getting Bookly. So after the skate shop, I actually teamed up with some co-founders and we launched an accounting firm. So I went back to my roots, but this time being the business owner again, um, and we built up that company, you know, for the next five, six years, great company, but it really turned into a lifestyle company. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the partners didn't necessarily want to rock the boat too much with trying new innovative things within the company. And that really wasn't my style. I, I, I really wanted to propel the industry forward. And, you know, the thing with accounting, I mean, obviously it's a super boring industry when you just talk about like <laughs> accounting. It's not like the sexiest, you know, tech startup you can think of. Um, so I think that's the beauty in it though. I think what you did yeah. is take something that needs to have some sex appeal to it. I mean, you basically <laughs> took one of the most boring aspects of running a business and you threw a SaaS package around it, which I want to get deeper yeah. into after you get done with the story. But. Absolutely. And, and like at the core, I knew that the industry could be relevant. It could be something amazing and it could solve a lot of pain points for business owners. Um, and technology was really going to be the solution to propel that and to make it happen. So um, I sold my ownership stake in, in my last company back to the partners. And um, shortly after, really the idea, the concept of Bookly just happened and it, it just came together. So, man, in, in the early days, um, yeah, so we, we launched the company almost four years ago. So mm -hmm. time has just kind of flown by. Um, so the whole concept with Bookly, though, was nobody in the right mind starts a business to try and become an accountant or a bookkeeper. And the, the options that were in the market were super painful. It was either, you know, somebody could go down the road and hire a local accountant or a local CPA, pay a super expensive hourly rate, have poor service or outdated technology. And really that was a bigger problem running the business because especially back at like the skate shop, where I was getting financial statements from, from the business or from our accountant for the business, you know, a month, a month and a half after the fact, um, and trying to make decisions on outdated information is really difficult. So, you know, for every small business out there, you know, being able to make decisions on relevant information is what's going to make you successful. So that was kind of the core you know, takeaway from the experience of running the skate shop, running the accounting firm. And I knew Bookly could be that, that solution. So we've, you know, built out our own technology to really confront those issues head on. Um, so that's kind of like a rough, you know, super yeah, yeah, yeah. 
background of how the company got going and what I was up to before. So awesome. No, and I, I, like I said, I think what's so attractive about what you've done is, and I think will probably resonate with a lot of people here, not just simply because they're looking for a better way to do bookkeeping, but also because most of the fitness and wellness businesses we work with, you know, they're trying to take a service-based business and digitize it in some way. So you're, if you remember the NPE conference, people are talking about, you know, how do you create these digital models and, you know, take your service online? Yeah. It, it's kind of, it's a more difficult process than people realize. And what you've done is taken one and you've put a SaaS package kind of around it and really yeah. defined it because it's, I'm sure it's really easy to start a business like this. And all of a sudden people start asking you for all of these random pieces that all of a sudden they say, well, Zach, yeah, I want your software. Can you pick up my dry cleaning too? And you're all of a sudden a consultant. So take, you know, I think service business can be very difficult in that regard. And so what you've done is created this very concise package around it, which is really attractive. So how yeah. have you guys been able to deal with getting that feedback along the way and, and yeah. staying honed in on, on sticking to your SaaS package? Yeah, I mean, that's, that is the difficult part. And I think what has been beneficial too is like the big tech boom that we've been going through, you know, and that's kind of the other solution for small businesses is like the do it yourself solution. And that's a pure just software only. And there's a lot of great incumbent accounting softwares in the market, but there's a true opportunity cost, right? For, for business owners where you have to really be cognizant of like, you know, your finite resources and one of them is time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, if, if you're spending your time trying to figure out how to software work, how does, you know, account, how do accounting principles work? Um, you know, from a do it yourself solution, those are the two questions that you really have to answer to really get things right, get things correct. So, you know, really answering that, that solution of like, how do we, you know, get that feedback, you know, and um, really maintain that SaaS model, especially with a service element. Um, it all comes down to, I think, maybe how we built the company. So we've, we've kind of built the company backwards. Um, we actually, in the, in the early, early days of the company, we didn't have our own software. So we were using third-party software. Oh, no way. Yeah, to prove out the concept, to prove like, yes, this is a viable business model. Customers are willing to subscribe, you know, mm -hmm. to a SaaS model accounting or bookkeeping service. And basically, as we were getting our first early adopter customers, um, we just started gathering that feedback and then dissecting like our internal workflow, our communications with the customers. How could we really you know, disrupt and change those things for the better. And then just, you know, over a time period, gaining that real, real life feedback loop. Um, then we started building our software based on the customer experience and the answers that we were getting from kind of those early adopters. So I think uh, that is such a cool way to go about it too. And I've seen other businesses yeah, I think that what happens, and I've seen businesses go through that and, and maybe not make that transition, transition as smoothly as you all have, because I know it can kind of be a little bit of a heroin drip too. If you have all this business coming in, like I said, you're kind of becoming consultants, yeah. taking that step to then start building your own product. I'm sure, did you all start raising money to do that? I was trying to remember. What you yeah, so um, we self-funded the company for like the first 10 months. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So the early, early days, right? And then we started getting enough traction where, you know, we started having conversations and getting introductions to venture capitalists. Um, and those conversations in the early days with the VCs just kind of naturally led to um, like our first, you know, funding. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of, you know, when I started the company, every other company I started before this was self-funded. You know, yeah. we didn't raise money. We didn't take out loans or anything. So um, venture capital was definitely a new concept to yeah. me with Bookly. So, Did you know you, know, you were going to build out a platform when you first started? Or did you think it was just, hey, we have this, there's a need here. We, we know if we, you know, people are willing to pay us, whether it's $100 a month, whatever it was to help them yeah. with bookkeeping on top of, you know, the QuickBooks and the FreshBooks or did yeah. from the beginning, did you say, Hey, we're going to build this awesome SaaS platform. I mean, yeah, I, I really think like burning deep down inside, I knew that our own technology was going to be the ultimate solution because, and that it kind of goes back to the main problems with every kind of traditional accounting firm out there is they're reliant upon third-party software. Yeah. So they're, they're actually relying on another company to drive their own innovation, their own disruption. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really like limiting. If you think about it as a business owner, like you're limiting your own innovation to somebody else's ideas and what their priorities are. So that's really where I knew like our own technology was going to be the ultimate solution. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I was curious about that. I hear so many different, like I said, I've seen businesses like this that kind of start with more of a service element and I think it can be tricky to make that jump. You know, I think it's good that you can kind of really understand what your customers want, but to then take that step to say, okay, we're going from delivering this service to now, Hey, we're in product development mode. You know, that's a big shift. Yeah. Yeah. So. It definitely was. I mean, going from, you know, in the, in the early days, just heavy on the service side to, you know, building out a development team and, you know, engineering team and all that. So, Did you know anything about software before you started this? Um, so in my prior company, we built, we custom built our own like CRM. Okay, um, cool. So I've been accustomed to like product management and development. And, um, so, but this, you know, obviously building an accounting software is definitely different than mm -hmm. just like a CRM. But yeah, so that was, that was kind of my extent though. Yeah. So you weren't a, you weren't a developer coming into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't writing code from the beginning. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's usually a good thing, but let's, let's fast forward, I guess, a little bit to today. You started, you know, working more and more with small businesses, specifically, you know, with the businesses we work with a lot of wellness yeah. fitness businesses you take us kind of through that process with how you guys manage those relationships at this point and how that works in, in kind of a software as a service model, which is unusual for the bookkeeping space. Yeah. It, you know, in, in this particular industry and, and I think like with anything when it's so customer centric, um, you know, not only were we rethinking, you know, the solution, the problem that we're solving with accounting, but we also wanted to rethink how we communicate with a client. What's the client experience? Cause man, you know, specifically when you think about like a fitness business, um, you know, whether it's a personal trainer or if, you know, it's one-on-one -on -one sessions or group sessions, um, you know, whatever the format is in the fitness industry, I, I think it's kind of maybe a, a broader stroke is entrepreneurs, business owners in general are like hyper busy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they have, yeah. they have a million and one things to do. Um, so from that perspective, um, it really boils down to like, they don't have time in the middle of the day to stop what they're doing to, you know, go communicate with an accountant, sit down and, you know, flip open their computer, their laptop, open up a spreadsheet and answer a bunch of questions and get those back to their account. Right. (laughs) So, you know, that's, that's ultimately what, you know, what we're thinking about is how do we reimagine, you know, how we communicate with our customers and, you know, what we've built out through our platform is, you know, really simplifying that. So our clients are on the go. So to stay in touch, we're really leveraging a lot of mobile technology, you know, SMS technology. So literally part of our goal is how do we put an accountant, a bookkeeper in the hand of every small business owner? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really what we've been striving for to change even the communication, the dialogue that happens and how easy, how easy is it to communicate with a client? Yeah, that is really cool. So I know, you know, from our perspective as well, um, you know, being founders, we think about kind of how much of our time we can spend on growth activities rather than kind of the day to day stuff. So it's, exactly. it's services like what you guys do that make that possible. And, you know, that's incredibly valuable for not only us and like a, okay, we're a high growth tech company, but I mean, for anybody owning a, a fitness facility yeah. anywhere, they need to get customers in the door and they yeah. need to spend as much of their time as possible working on that mm. problem. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I remember just, I think it was Chad that gave me a demo of your service and I remember thinking, you know, it, it was amazing value you all were able to provide in a, kind of a very remote way that didn't require a lot of face-to-face spreadsheets. But remind me and kind of walk everyone through the process a little bit from what I remember it was basically you know I as the customer would basically give you all access or connect say our QuickBooks account to your software then on your end you can see all the purchases and kind of tag things accordingly ask questions if something comes across that you don't understand exactly and you know that that really is it. it's like you know the driving the driving point behind you know bookly is you know, getting the best ROI. And, and to your point there, it's like you, everybody has a million things to do. So make sure that you're spending your time in the areas that give you the best return. So, you know, how we, how we drive that with our technology. So our software, it is a full replacement for QuickBooks or Zero or any other accounting platform. And it's cloud-based, you know, it's mobile friendly. You can access it from any device. Um, but we also connect with over 20,000 financial institutions. So plug in your bank accounts, credit cards, um, Square, Stripe, whatever you use. Yeah. Um, and then literally throughout the day, you know, it's basically every three hours our software is sucking in all the new transactions that run through all the accounts. As that happens, our accounting team actually gets notified that there's new transactions and then they're able to go in, make sure everything gets categorized and is balancing mm-hmm. out the way it should be. Um, and then to your point, if we have any questions, we can actually flag those right in the software and then send those back uh, as a question to yeah. the client via text message. So literally with the text message, you click on it, there's a hyperlink, opens right on your phone, and you can answer that question right from your phone without having to stop what you're doing in the middle of the day. 
So, and then, you know, once that question's answered, our team gets notified, we finish up the bookkeeping. And part of what we focused on is we want clients to experience real-time bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's, that's really what has been lacking in the industry is delayed data, yeah. delayed access. And because we're getting the transactions almost in real time, we're able to stay on top of those mm-hmm. you know, throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. Um, so literally you can log into your account, see what's going on. And then, you know, as close to the, the end of the month, we're sending the updated financial statements to the client. So that's um, the most refreshing thing I think I've heard in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, seriously, this is something every business I know, like we were at the NPE conference together and I know a lot of those people are always, you know, very hyper-focused on business growth and, and the, the numbers, the metrics, the financials, like any business. But I, I know most startups like us are so, yeah, especially ones that are trying, you know, going through rounds of funding. Yeah. To the point as you go from, you know, early stage funding to more like series A or later stage, it's, it's so metrics driven. Oh, for and sure. To your point, not having up, you know, having a most real time financials is, is a huge difference. Exactly. And it, it is, it's all about metrics and, you know, it is really sensitive for, you know, raising venture capital, but even just for that average small business, you know, main street America, you know, most of the time they don't know what their metrics are or know what, um, you know, really what drives or propels their business. But that was part of Bookly, right? That was part of our mission is how do we change that and make it accessible just for any business to understand really what drives them, drives that company, drives, you know, the success. So um, real-time data makes it happen. So that's that's really what, what we're focused on. Well, so as a part of this, and I know we're talking about kind of the the value in taking kind of a, a service business and putting it kind of in the SaaS package. So one thing that I thought was so intriguing, and we get this question all the time, is just with pricing. How did you yeah. take something that could be potentially so broad? You know, you've created these multiple tiers around, I think it's bookkeeping, or um, I think you do projections and you do yeah. kind of um, tax, payroll, yeah, payroll and tax fine. But, you know, yeah. how did you take these services, create these tiers and create a very approachable cost structure? I mean, it, it, I saw your numbers and I was, you know, was not put off by those at all. Yeah, no, I, I think a lot of it comes back to like my experience at the skate shop, mm-hmm. really understanding like, you know, you know, small businesses are price sensitive in most circumstances, right? Like yeah. cash is king, cash flow is the most important thing. So, you know, I, that was also a driving force behind like Bookly is like, we've got to position, you know, a solution for bookkeeping, tax preparation and payroll where it's super affordable just for that small business, get, mm-hmm. get that responsibility off of their plate so they can focus on the company. So, and, and really the unique advantage we have is our own technology because what allows us to deliver amazing services that we offer at such a low price point is the technology because mm-hmm. we're, lab- we're, we're able to really eliminate a lot of the mundane, like manual aspects of like bookkeeping and accounting yeah. that nobody else can do because they're relying on third party technology. So um, I definitely credit our price points to the technology, um, but really being able to understand what it's like from the small business owner perspective and 
you know, what, what typically would fall in somebody's budget for operating a small business. I, I think that's the unique perspective that, that I gained in the early days of, you know, other companies bringing that to Bookly. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Awesome. And, a, yeah. and a lot of testing too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure like, the, you know, like anyone we ever talked to, it's, you kind of have to put something out there and test right. it. I remember we just yeah. launched a white label version of our system. And I remember we put a deck together and kind of fished it to a few people we knew, some prospects. And, you know, looking back, we kind of had some ridiculous numbers that we were just kind of throwing around to try to get oh, feedback yeah. on. Yep. And there's really, you know, no other way to do it. I mean, you can do all, you can, you know, crunch the numbers all you want and say, this is the cost for us to create this package. But at the end of the day, the, the you know, customer you're trying to sell to is the one assigning the value. So yeah. as you know, just because it costs X number of dollars doesn't mean you sell it for, you know, X plus 20% or whatever you're trying to do. <laughs> That's yeah. true. I mean, how many, how many times would you say you guys have changed your pricing model over the years? <laughs> yeah. we, we've changed it. Um, once a year for the first three years of the company. Okay. That's not too bad. It's probably a good kind (laughs) of process to stick by. I know we've, you know, I think I I subscribe to several kind of early stage startups. I'm sure like you all, if you check my credit card statement each month, you'll see like 15 (laughs) random SaaS platforms Uh, for cool SaaS products. And they're not expensive. It's like $15 here, $8.99 here. But uh, it's always funny to me when they're earlier stage, you'll see them, you know, you'll see the emails come out every six months. Like, Hey, look, we're trying this new offering. Would you try this out? You know, so it's something you got to do though. Yeah. It's iterative process. Exactly. It's, you know, nobody, you know, I, I think that's one of the things, right? It's like, whenever you start a company, no matter what it is, you can't like have these crazy expectations of like, I'm going to get this perfect from day one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, life is constantly evolving and so is business and you just yeah. kind of have to, you know, embrace that and know that your business from day one is going to be probably the polar opposite of what it was from, you know, Mm-hmm. inception so yeah i think i think day one you just put something out there and then you find what you can automate right like you said and then your yeah. pricing model gets reasonable exactly you have a business and there you are yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so one question i did have for you too because i know you're kind of down in the weeds with a lot of these fitness and wellness businesses kind of similar how we are but you're you're kind yeah. of on the side of it is you know what are some of the other cool technologies you're seeing that are out there in the space that are you know, really helping move the needle for fitness and wellness. I mean, any yeah, ones? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely, that's what's really cool about what's going on in like just the tech industry in general is like pretty much every part of every industry, every niche is starting to get its own injection of disruption and innovation. Yeah. I mean, obviously what you guys are doing there is, you know, I think pretty cool. Um, it's changing the way that I totally appreciate going. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and there's other cool technologies like around like the booking or scheduling yeah, um, yeah. kind of staff management. Those are, you know, the HR industry is like another pain point, I think for a lot of businesses. Do you all tie into any of those other systems like mind bodies or Zen planners that some of these businesses may be using to collect payments? Yeah, and that's a good question. We don't have any direct integrations. Mm-hmm. Some of them have open API. Some of them don't. Right. Um, so, you know, the, that kind of, you know, dictates, you know, whether some are friendly to integrate with yet or not. Um, but, yeah, we don't have any direct integrations. But 
from a bookkeeping perspective because we tie back to a bank account and credit cards. Oh, it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think like we have very comparable businesses being that, you know, with, with nudge nudge coach, we're more focused on like the mobile health side, but bringing lifestyle yeah, data, bringing real-time. all kinds of, you know, real time lifestyle data, yeah. but yeah, you're kind of the, the, I guess I'm doing the same thing on the financial side, which is yeah. a huge value to that side too. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny. All the parallels we'll see, we'll see in these conversations, which would be, you know, totally different people with yeah. totally different products we're talking yeah. to. And it's like, Oh, well we're bringing it real time. Oh, well, exactly. we're automating yeah. this, this, and this, you know, better information at your fingertips. You can better <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, I should use that in our pitch. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's, it's really rad though to, to see this because like, I mean, traditionally, if you really think about like, you know, businesses having access to data, you know, that's typically like large corporations having mm-hmm. departments of analysts and, you know, data, data junkies. But because of technology, I mean, we're really enabling the average small business to basically have at their fingertips what has traditionally been reserved for large corporations. So, I mean, I think most even small startups, it's kind of amazing how much you can pay in professional services, whether, you know, legal accounting. Yeah. And I, I think what you are doing is so refreshing just because I know we've had you know, I'm sure like any business out there, you know, raise your hand if it sounds familiar, but the, you know, some positive experiences, some negative experiences with all kinds of those professional services. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you feel like you get hosed. Sometimes you, you know, there's no, it's like, Hey, it, it, I'm not going to do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm not an accountant, you know, I'm exactly. going to go to law school. No, so. when you're not the expert in that field, you're kind of, you know, you're reliant entirely on whoever your service provider is. So seeing, yeah. you know, businesses like yours that can build the trust as well along the way yeah. is really, I think that's a big part of what you guys have been able to do. I'd be interested to learn if that's been a big process for you guys. You feel like maybe in your marketing or just through growing your business over time, how you've kind of established yourselves and built trust with your customer base and targets. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a big one. I mean, being able to build trust and, you know, especially, I mean, you talk about accounting and, you know, taxes and bookkeeping you know, I think it is always about having a very transparent um, user experience, you know, mm-hmm. one where, you know, if, if right from the get-go, if the proper expectations can be set, you know, where the, the customer knows exactly what to expect, when to expect it, and being able to deliver on those things, you know, ultimately it's the the culmination of all of that that is going to build your reputation as a company, you know, obviously it's super easy for people to do online reviews and mm-hmm. you know, so it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. things, you know, you, you need to be able to properly set expectations and I don't think it really matters. Like these are kind of universal business principles, I think, right. It doesn't matter what you do, but if, if you say you're going to do something, make sure that, you know, that deliverable happens. Yeah. So, so to, to that point about kind of trust, and I was trying to remember, so through Bookly, you know, you, I've got a professional who's kind of overseeing all of the financials as they're happening. Yeah. Do I know who that, am I working with the same professional the entire time? So like, yeah. you know, it's Tim here. Tim's always looking at our financials. I have kind of that relationship with Tim. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing yeah. I was wondering about if it was just one of your team members was looking at numbers as they came in or if it was actually like one-on-one. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a big question that we get a lot is like, is it the same team I'm working with? 
you know, do you outsource the accounting? And, you know, basically our entire company is, is based in the same, you know, headquarters and doesn't matter if it's engineering or marketing or our accounting team, we're all here. And yeah, it's, it's definitely the same team members. So that kind of adds to the consistency of the experience too. We're able to develop a relationship um, and work with our clients. And, you know, I, I think it makes it even helpful when our customers feel like, man, I can just shoot a text message over to my bookkeeper. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we text message with our friends. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, I think it allows us to kind of take that relationship with our clients to the next level, which is really cool. That's so cool. How just a simple communication platform can break down those barriers. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, this is another one of those parallels to like nudge coach. Yeah. It's just, you know, whole idea of like connecting with your clients. The, yeah, you know, yeah this is too funny. There really so many parallels in the room. So it's always happens. This always happens. <laughs> Do we just become best friends? Yeah. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I, this is awesome, Zach. I really appreciate you being here. This is, uh, you know, like yeah. I said, what, what you are doing, I think is just so refreshing to everybody at all small businesses yeah. that are kind of probably going through this. And I think what you all have done is, you know, there's a lot of takeaways for any small businesses trying to take their, their service online and trying to create more of a digital approach, digital modeling. Yeah. I said, every fitness and wellness business we're talking to right now is trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyone listening, you know, definitely take a page out of Bookley's playbook, check them out, see kind of learn as much as you can about their brand. And speaking of that, where can people go to check out Bookley and learn more? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. So we've set up a dedicated landing page. Um, so if they go to get.bookly.co forward slash nudge coach. Fantastic. Awesome. So that's get.bookly.co slash nudge coach. Yes. All and right. Then, I got it right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and thanks then, so much, Zach. Yeah. Awesome for being on with us. Bookly uh, founder and CEO. Really appreciate it. Um, and everybody out there, thanks for checking out the Scalewell podcast. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, rate us. We would love to see what you think. Um, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.